0: On tonight's episode, Different Freddy, Same Street. We talk about the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it. Rather it be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. And we're still on the Freddy train within our 31 days of horror for the month of October. But we're finally now about to reach our destination as we are talking about not the ultimate last because we will discuss that at the end of the month but what is considered the final almost final entry for the freddy krueger f- series a nightmare on elm street the remake from 2010 uh which is an american supernatural slasher film directed by samuel bayer and his first ever directing duty of course, based on Wes Craven's character, starring Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy this time, not Robert Englund. This is the only entry in the Freddy movies where Freddy is played by someone different. Also starring Kyle Gallner, Rooney Maria, Kate Cassidy, Thomas Decker, and Jared Leto wannabe Gillian Lutz. And basically, this movie is set around a group of teenagers who all live on one street. How convenient who are stalked and murdered in their dreams by a disfigured man named Freddy Krueger. The teenagers discover that they all share a common link from their childhood that makes them targets for Krueger. The first time I actually saw this movie was in the theater. It was opening weekend during finals week at a university I was attending. And I went and saw that with a whole bunch of my friends. I was still fresh into horror, did not know have a lot of a horror experience that I do now. And yeah, this movie, this movie got me a couple of times. I remember having a bag of popcorn and a jump scare happened and it went all over some of my friends. And if you're listening to that, I do apologize still for that incident. Um, this movie, this movie wants to be as powerful as the very first, as the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, it's not the only thing i could say is we do have a darker freddy jackie earl haley does have like an original uh, twist with his character that that with the character that he's playing he does he does acknowledge that you know he was attacked by the parents and he was burned and he and you know it's what's really cool is there's a scene with him and um, the um, Dean character in this movie, where they're in the dream world, and he's like, What do you want for me? What do you want for me? And Jackie Earl Haley's like, Can you reverse time? Can you make people Brit Brit? Can you bring people back from the dead? Like, it's like it is darker, and you know, we do get a little bit of not as humorous as Funny Freddy, but like there's lines where you know, the Dean character is like in a corner, like crying and afraid, and he's like, why are you screaming i haven't even cut you yet (laughs) like you know things like that like he kills a dog and he's with his with his knife hands and he's like i was just petting him like yeah like it's dark horror comedy whatever you want to call it i don't know but it's little things like that and you know it's really hard to live up to the limitations of what one person has been doing with a character for so long? I mean, uh, Robert England played Freddy Krueger for almost two decades, and he. When I think of Freddy, I think of like the shots of Freddy Krueger, the bag, the photos of him. Him, he even goes to conventions with the glove hand and does even the Freddy laugh like photo still or whatever. Like he, Robert England is is just Freddy at the end of the day and he's so much fun to watch as freddy now with jackie earl Haley, it's cool to see someone else's interpretation of that character but it's not the freddy we all want at the end of the day it's and you know that's what makes this movie a little bit hard it's a cool idea with what they're doing because they're making him this movie basically redefines freddy's relationship with the children instead of um the original where he's just a child serial killer and the parents are like found out who he was because he got away with the trial or whatever. In this movie, he's a child predator. The children told the parents what happened and the parents burn him alive. And you actually do get a nice little origin story where they do burn him at a, at a, um, foundry, like a Bowery type place and whatever. And you do see Jackie Earl Haley, um before he's burned and everything and it's a dream sequence and whatnot but it's still kind of cool to see that when we actually the only visual we got that was in a special episode that i did for the this freddy franchise and freddy's nightmares but there's not really a whole lot to this movie It, It there is more things added to the from the original Um, like for example, other than the child link and everything, there's a scene where Nancy and, um, Nancy played by Rooney Mara, who it was really nice to see Rooney Mara in this. If you don't know who she is, she's a great actress and everything. It's just nice to see some of her early work before she does some of the stuff that she does do later. And, you know. It is like the first thing that when I see her face, the first thing I think of is the social network where she plays the girl that kind of screws over uh, Jesse Eisenberg's um, Mark Zuckerberg. And I also think of the main girl from the American remake of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I do like that movie. There's also Kate Cassidy in this film. She plays the Chris character. I think the most famous thing she'd done was Arrow. Kyle Gallner's in this movie; he was that kid from Haunting in Connecticut, and she and he was even in the movie Jennifer's Body. And I apologize for that siren; it's really hard to do this when you live in downtown area. But you know, it's cool to see like all these up and coming characters and everything. And then you have the classic veterans. You had Clancy Brown in this movie. I love Clancy Brown. He will always be my Lex Luthor. And then you have Connie Britton, who is like the most surprising thing in this whole freaking movie. But hey, it's Connie Britton. She's supposed to play Nancy's alcoholic mother. She did okay, just okay. It it wasn't the Connie Britton (laughs) par that I'm used to. But, um, you know, going back to what I was originally talking about, Rooney Marie and Kyle Gollner are in the pharmacy. They're trying to get, like, some medicine to help them stay awake, and Nancy hasn't slept in days, and it's starting to do that thing where you sleep, but you don't know you're sleeping because your body's, like, craving the rest or whatever, and Freddie's like, in the pharmacy knocking things down the aisle with his hand or whatever, and, like, slowly chasing her and whatnot. It's it's a cool-looking shot and everything, but other than that, there's not really a whole lot to go off on here. Uh, I know Michael Bay produced this movie with his company, Platinum Dunes, which I knew that they were releasing a lot of remakes around this period. This, the Friday the 13th remake, which we'll do later this month, um, the movie Prom Night, and then the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are like the only little bit of movies that come to my mind when I think of Platinum Dunes, which is the name of the company. But I know that they were doing so many. I think they also did the Amityville Horror Remake, which had, um... Oh, um... Ryan Reynolds in it. I had to think about that for a moment. But, you know, they were doing some... Like, this was a main distributor of horror movies around this time. And I know they've done more. I just can't think of any more. And I think they're still around today. But, you know, the only thing missing... Other than Michael Bay's name, the only thing missing this was a Michael Bay explosion, which... Whatever. Actually, there was a small explosion when they do the origin. I have to think about that for a moment. All in all... eh. At the end of the day, this is a remake, and the remake is never as good as the original. And there's a lot of remakes that are better. When I think of that, I think of Dune, for example, which is in a whole different field in itself. But when it comes to this movie, it's all right. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. But at the end of the day, Jackie Hurl Haley is doing what he can for this movie and this and his interpretation on the character and whatnot but this ain't my freddie robert Inga will always be my Freddy, and i stand by that statement to this very day I, if i had to pick between this and the original i'm picking the original um but that is going to be my full review as always before i end a review i always like to see if we have one roger ebert um quote off of a review and we actually do for this movie um he gave the film one star out of four because he stared at nightmare on elm street with weary resignation the movie consists of a series of teenagers who are introduced haunted by nightmares and then slashed to death by freddy so what are we supposed to be scared Is the sudden clinging cord supposed to evoke a fearful palvonium response i agree with that yeah i mean there's not a whole lot of new ideas other than like a couple ads and shots to make freddy even to get more freddy screen time if you will but at the end of the day the nancy character is also very flawed she's kind of malicious and whatever it's not to like the very last the third act that she starts getting that final girl resentment but with heather Langing camp playing the original you felt that, like she was smart enough, she knew what she was doing, and it was a mystery to her, and she was trying to solve it, just like Rooney Marie is, but it doesn't feel the same. Now, before we wrap up the Freddy train, as always, when we do um, the October franchise reviews, I always like to list my franchise movies in order, and this time we're going to do that with Freddy, starting from the worst to the best. At... Of course, I am also going to admit Freddy vs. Jason, and the reason being is that it is considered part of this franchise and Jason franchise, but we will be doing that review at the end of the month, and then I will probably do a franchise order with Freddy vs. Jason in that. So, let's begin. From worst to best, Nightmare on Elm Street reviews. At the very bottom of this list, Nightmare 5, The Dream Child. Just did not care for this movie. The only cool thing in that whole movie was the biker death scene. It was very confusing plot. None of it made really that much sense to me, and it felt like that they were trying to grasp for straws for that. And coming up after that, the Nightmare remake. It's cool what Jackie or Haley tried to do, but taking Freddie as a child predator, child serial killer to child predator. I mean, uh, what what are you doing? And it's not Robert Englund. Coming up after that, Nightmare 2, Freddy's Revenge. This movie, I do like it. It's stupid, but it's so weird. And this, the, the context of a lot of the things that they were going for in this movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I do like the, kid, the guy who played Jesse. I thought he was great. And I thought it was cool to see something that's not really more expanded on within the world of Freddy. Freddy using a host body to do his murders. Coming up after that, Nightmare 4, I, it's, it's just like with Nightmare 5, I'm not a fan of the Alice arc, I'm not a fan of any of that, but Nightmare 4 did have a little nod back to Elm Street and everything, and it had um, like a lot going on. The, the deaths were okay, and it has one of the most horrifying body horror deaths I have ever seen in my life, and it is the reason why it's there on this list in the middle. Coming up after that, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. There's a lot that can be said for this movie. It's stupid. It's not taking itself seriously. Freddy's funny every scene that he's doing with lines of what's with kids today, great graphics, now I'm playing with the power glove. And of course, Roseanne Barr, Tom Arnold, and every 90s cliche I can think of is happening in this movie. Coming up in our third place, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. It was a good movie. I really do like the fact Heather Langenkamp plays Nancy as uh, in the one of the three films that she plays herself in. Plus, John Saxon returns. He had that Bill Maher look-alike wannabe. Because... <laughs> I know I said his name in the last, in the, when I did my review on it. I can never think of his name outside of that. And I just got too lazy to look it up. But the devs are really cool because they attain to the kids' personalities. The tendency in that thing always freaks me out. And it's fun. Number two, and this might be controversial because of what I was just saying about the original just now. I'm putting Nightmare on Elm Street 1 at the number two spot. It's the introduction of Freddy, it's Wes Craven directing again, and everything about this movie, from Robert Englund, to Heather Langenkamp, to even Johnny Depp, and every other person in this movie, it makes sense and it's fun, and this was the movie that started the company of the house that Freddy built, so I have to put it there, because number one, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, I really love Wes Craven's new nightmare so much. And that is why I'm putting it at number one. From everyone playing the real life selves to the movie world merging with um, the, the cinema world and everything. Like, it, this movie is so much fun. And I really had a blast just watching this. I can watch this movie no matter when and I won't get bored, I won't get upset. It's so much fun. But that is going to be my film franchise review of Freddy. And that is going to be all for our episode of the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at at gmail.com. Or check us out on Instagram at podcast. And as always, please like, please subscribe, please write a review, and please spread the show word of mouth. That's how we get it out there. Now join us tomorrow where April will be in for a special look at a movie that she actually recommended for this month. And I ne- and it's a movie I have never seen before. We're going into the bathtub and hanging out with some ghosts as we talk about DreamWorks What Lies Beneath. I'm actually really excited to see this because I, I know this movie is from 2000. My brother had this movie. It always freaked me out and I never had a chance to watch it. Now I'm finally getting that chance. So please join us tomorrow as we talk about what lies beneath. And as always, this is a Flixology podcast. I'm your host, John. Take it easy.